0: Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic available at isthistomorrow.com, are proud to present a new and exciting project for the 2020 holiday season, Space Buddy. Space Buddy, is your imaginary friend that you can talk to, anywhere, anytime, out loud about all of your problems, feeling down, why, here's Space Buddy, just let it all out. Space Buddy doesn't judge. Space Buddy doesn't get bored. Space Buddy exists only for you and your deepest inner concerns. The great thing is that while you are talking to Space Buddy, out loud of course, Space Buddy can't read your mind. No one else can hear you. So if you need to talk to Space Buddy bye, 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 while you're at your job or while you're with your housemates, or while you're being interrogated by the police, no one can hear what you say, as long as you say it to space buddy, you'll feel better, right away, order right now, space buddy is available for the next 24 hours, at the special introductory price of $19.95, plus shipping and handling, from isthistomorrow.com, that's right, for the next 24 hours space buddy is just $19.95 at isthistomorrow.com. this tomorrow.com is this tomorrow is a weekly web comic since 1993 and is not responsible for any actions taken by the purchaser of space buddy once he leaves our shipping facility space buddy copyright and trademark 2020 acme mental health products Adel, georgia three 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 three.
1: Using the change, you acted strange, and why I've never known. Honey, you lied when you said you loved me, and I had no cause to doubt you. But I'd rather go on uh, hearing your lies.
2: Uh, a lot. So, are you, I'm I'm rolling, we're recording, and right, ready for, right. ready for you to do your Welcome. thing. <laughs>
3: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me. High. that is Barry Stock.
2: And that is Rob Elbaum. And we are
3: so happy to have all of you here with us. Uh, listening, uh, we're really happy that you enjoy us, and uh, we enjoy all of you listening. I guess we don't. I mean, we
2: we can't see you listening to us. Yeah, but, but you know, we, it, right? l- I mean, we like we see when we can see how many people listen to the show. We
3: see yes, and we like and we get feedback and we like the feedback, so we appreciate it. We all.
2: do. Um,
3: and uh, without further ado, we have a special guest. So who is who is else is on the line with us? Hello. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was listening to my cat snoring
3: next to me. Uh, I oh, I thought you were like eating something. <laughs> no,
4: uh, this is Trish Mahoney. How are you
2: guys?
3: We're good, good, Trish. We're good, Trish Mahoney. And Trish is the Mahoney that we like more because we know we had John Mahoney was a guest. No, we like John. We like John Fine, but we like him fine. But I've known Trish. <laughs> Trish we how long have we we known each other? We've known each other for like forever, right? I uh, maybe yeah. <laughs> I have no concept at the time. You don't? Um, I guess not. Well, I'm. I was thinking, and I'm thinking it could be like thirty years. That's right, not maybe. out of the question.
4: No, right? it's not. No, that's not. Absolutely not. Let's
3: maybe you could figure it out by boyfriend. If we count ex-boyfriends. Oh, maybe Jesus we, that's how I
4: usually figure stuff out. I know. It. No, I'm being
3: totally serious, Barry. I wasn't making a joke. <laughs>
4: Ex-husbands, you know,
3: boyfriends, whatever. All right. Whatever, whatever
2: works. That's a whole. Sep- um, that's a whole separate story.
3: No, but we're. I'm um, very happy. Trish always, always a smile on her face. Yes. Always and a musician herself, as she has drummed and sang in various uh, local uh, punk, mostly punk bands. I would say, right, yeah. Trish? Yes, yes. Yes, that's your that's your stock and trade. But what is so? What is the record that you brought to us uh, this evening?
4: I brought The Cars' first album, yes. self titled album. Yeah. self
3: titled. And it's crazy this is our third we're in our third season and we're just getting to this record that's because
2: right yeah that
4: is it,
3: crazy it is crazy so it released june sixth, 19 i didn't realize it was so early 1978
2: yeah it was out june it 6, was yeah it was uh came out of the gate early on so
3: so trish do you remember were you like did you hear them like and were a fan immediately or do you remember when they first came across your ears
4: I don't remember the exact moment, but I was definitely in middle school. I was twelve when the record came out, so okay. I know that it was the first record that I ever bought with my own money. I rode my bike oh, to the. Oh, what, uh, what a great,
3: what a great first store. record to buy!
4: And uh, and that was that was that. I probably you know, I couldn't tell you the exact moment, but that's that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, good choice, um, excellent choice of your first record <laughs> for sure. Great,
3: it is. I'm jealous because my. <laughs>
2: Well, I heard. It I mean, you know, cool. we the, the the interesting thing about the cars was was that they were the the breakthrough group as far as like actual new wave groups on FM rock radio. So right, right. you know, Cheap Trick, got got pl- Cheap Trick got played, yeah. but Cheap Trick sort of straddled the line of a regular rock band and. Like New Wave. They had like a lot of influences that were cool like the cars do. But the cars right. were really full on, oh, this is a new wave, you know. This band. is a
3: new but they were, I read actually there's a book um on seventies rock by Frank uh, Moriarty, uh, Frank Moriarty, 70s rock, and he has a great quote about them. He says, the clever melding of disparate elements that characterized 1978's The Cars led to an astonishing success for the band, chiefly because the stodgy album-oriented rock stations, which had in large part attempted to ignore punk and new wave Finally were confronted with new music that they couldn't help but play that's
2: <laughs> <laughs> right that's right, right, and that we can talk about that as we get to the songs. There's an interesting um it has they have their own weird vibe the cars do, and that's For of sure. course For Rick sure. Ocasek is doing that so trish, you got this in in middle school, and I'm guessing um you you know we're hearing it on did you you must, you must have heard it on the radio, right yes, right,
3: yeah yeah all of us because a lot of our punk a lot of stuff we ended up liking we learned from friends because it wasn't stuff they played on the radio but this I'm guessing like all of us heard uh, probably uh, just what I needed on the radio and it's like yeah it just sticks it just stuck out from whatever else was on the radio at the time
4: definitely
2: yeah I went up to I went I would go and visit and spend summers with my dad in Illinois like six weeks every year and I ended up basically working for this rock band when i was i was like 13 14 and um just roading for them and doing stuff for them and they were for i gotta say for midwestern rock band um they were very hip they had played a lot of cool covers and one of the covers they played they played um good times roll and so yeah i got you know exposed to the cars then and then when um i was in ninth Nice. 10th grade talent show we had a band at Edgewater High School and uh, the two songs we played were um, two tickets to paradise by Eddie Money and um, <laughs> good times and <laughs> a good I'm, times I'm roll. radio
3: staple
2: uh, and good Eddie times Mahoney.
3: roll that's
2: right not many people know
3: he's the uh, other sibling (laughs) is his last name mahoney
2: really yeah oh i did not know that wow and of course now both of those guys are deceased which is kind of a weird thing too
3: trish did you ever think of changing your name to trish money instead of mahoney or
4: yeah yeah many times (laughs) (laughs) i
2: think for a girl or a woman to have the last name money is not necessarily it's an not. advantage.
3: <laughs> probably, yeah.
2: Maybe in yeah. the rap world. Maybe if you're like, <laughs> right. you know,
3: that's a good point. But not for Trish. It wouldn't fit. Not for Trish. All mm. right. So, um, so Rick obviously, a uh, Ricko okay, so case. This is his baby. His thing is it, sort of the the thing. I you know, I'm trying to think what what do we love about them? They sort of combine the like uh, the heft and crunch that was already of stadium rock, but right. they had this also sparseness and yeah. sort of art rock thing that they rick do. was also a big fan of they do. and also the lyrics are sort of a little twisted and very yeah. non-per there was a very detached, detached quality, quality to their yes. delivery
2: sort of and, um, and that
3: was appeal very appealing right <laughs> yeah
2: and yeah he, yeah, he um and, and
3: i will say not the most exciting band to see live i don't know did you have you guys seen them live i
2: never saw yeah. them oh you did see yeah. them okay
3: when, when at, did you uh, see him trish
4: at the highlight
3: oh okay nice highlight. so was that the candio K- tour maybe uh
4: probably yeah probably it was Kandio. yeah it's pretty dull dull
3: concert like they're just the, like, well watch. the thing is i i don't want to i don't want to throw out brag but i did i saw them when they were still when their record just came out i happened i i heard them on the radio and i saw they were playing they were opening for foreigner at the Hollywood Sportatorium Ooh. and I made my sister take me to the Farner <laughs> concert just to see the cars open and it was it was great because they basically but they sound if you look at videos of them sometimes if you think they're lip syncing and then you realize no, no they're actually playing no, they're you're... just very there is no jamming with the no. with the car right. <laughs> they play their songs exactly how they should be played, exactly the same way. Yeah, and they take it very seriously. And it may not be exciting to watch, but it but it's but it's great. It sounds it really, great. <laughs> I sure. mean, yeah, does, they weren't, weren't a
2: dynamic. Great. You know, they weren't like no,
3: no, but but that wasn't what they were about. <laughs> no,
2: they were just yeah. basically. You know, the, here's recreating the, the the record for you. Yeah, and,
3: and actually, if you read about uh, Rick Kasich, he he. That's the thing he didn't like about playing live. He didn't like there were too many variables. He liked the studio because he could control everything. That seems and live, yeah, That seems There was yeah. too many variables, yeah.
2: Yeah. So That well, seems so, right. Go ahead, Trish. Go ahead, Trish.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say like for me, like especially cuz I was like 12 or 13 when I first like knew of them and saw them or whatever, you know, there was only really Benjamin Orr. Like the, oh. of the birth of the band existed, you know, because like Benjamin Orr, woo salute, you know.
3: Well, we're—I'll tell you what—we're going to talk about him because as a as a straight male, I'm a straight male. I'm watching these videos, and I'm not even—I'm falling in love with Benjamin yeah, Orr. He was, I mean he was a hottie. Not to is
4: mention that, the fact that, like, I didn't realize like all the instruments he played. He played drums first, and then oh, he's a, he's a, he's, and, an, he's an
3: he's angel sent from heaven. He's yeah. like every yeah, yeah, he's the whole package. It's not just he's a dreamboat, which he he is. He's like a yeah. but he has the uh, this voice, and it was cool because you could tell him and Rick uh, sort of played off each other as far as vocal style. Yep, they both had that sort of rye dry delivery. But obviously, Benjamin had a superior singing voice. Just you know, just just a more pleasant sounding voice, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. Right. Which was Rick wisely had him sing a lot of his songs, <laughs> just because you know Rick was like, "Oh, Benjamin would probably do a better job on this."
2: And um. <laughs> and of course, the drummer. Um- was uh, David Robinson wait, was in uh, Hold Over the, the Modern Lovers made was on one of the greatest right. rock records that you know we've done on our show. Um, right, Modern and Lovers, he's, and
3: he's a great drummer. And also, one thing I didn't realize till recently, he was. Uh, um, involved with a lot of their their look and uh, a lot of their artwork and how they dressed and everything. That was a lot from him, David Robinson. He was and the, I, and
4: he ahead. came up with the name, I think, too, right? That's right. He yeah, did. Yeah, yeah.
3: He was a big guest. Yeah. So he, the, the whole concept and everything was a lot, uh, lot to do with and him. And Rick C- okay,
2: had been around the Boston rock scene for quite a, quite a few years. Oh,
3: God. Well, him and Benjamin Orr met in Cleveland in the 60s. Right. <laughs> Uh, he saw Or performing with his band the the Grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they played in, in a bunch of bands in uh Columbus and in and Arbor, Michigan, and then they relocated to Boston like in the early seventies. Yeah. Right. So they had been and around. He, was no really? spring. he was not a spring chicken. He wasn't. He was thirty four years old when this record was made, but he shaved like five years off his off his age yep. for the press and everything.
2: Yep, so they weren't like it wasn't like a you know old oh, this guy's 34 yeah, yeah. <laughs> too old you know
3: uh but yeah that's just you couldn't and then watching the videos yeah ben it's it's hard to take your eyes off ben benjamin Ward. <laughs> really yeah no kidding
2: well they also had the visual appeal of the of the left-handed guitar player so it's yes. uh, there's sort of it's like they always had them on either side of the stage so there was that yes. that, uh, that sort of facing out quality yep. to it and uh you know, they, and
3: as as brilliant as Rick is, and as a brilliant a songwriter he is, they really were. Everyone brought something to this band. Yeah, because for sure. There wasn't there were not there was not any weak links because nope. Um, nope. Yeah, you had uh, Benjamin Orr, of course, super talented, and uh, that um, uh, Greg Hawkes. Yep. Was a monster, um, you know, uh, synthesizer keyboard player. And he a lot of cool a sounds.
2: A lot of really cool sounds. Of-
3: Cool stuff. And uh David Robinson, obviously, we mentioned him. And uh yeah, Elliot Easton. I mean, Trish, probably late, like, when you were young, you were all about Benjamin Orr, but later, you probably came to appreciate more, like, the uh, Elliot Easton's leads and uh, the other guys as well, <laughs> oh right? My God. Or are you still it's, just yeah, all about I was, Benjamin like,
4: <laughs> Insane. Like, especially, like, I just, I don't know, I get this from my brother, you know, he was a big fan of Elliot Easton and, um you know, his tone and everything. And I was like, oh, right. yeah, you no, know, you're right. Like, that's they're all, they're
3: all amazing they're all amazing they
4: they great. really are great.
3: They and, never, also it's the, too much. and also the and also the 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 final element to this cuz he produced their first uh, four records was Rory Thomas Baker who right was queen's queen's producer which right. is you would think like an odd pairing but it was magic cuz really those first uh, four well, albums are are great well and, it really uh, comes yeah, it, it really
2: comes out in the the background vocals where you get the choir of background vocals
3: well let's, let's speaking of that that's let's, let's get into the record because that's the opening song let's uh let's put the needle on side one and listen to good times Roll." I'm always, after I, after I have not listened to this record a while and I go back to it, the one thing that always astounds me is how slow this song is, how yeah. deliberate and slow it is. It's kind of like an anti-rock anthem because they're talking, <laughs> he's singing about Let the Good Times Roll, but it's so metered. And yeah. Once, and it's, once it's, the and heart, that's
2: the thing about it is that what he's singing about, he's saying Let the Good Times Roll, but it's a dark sound. So yeah, it right, doesn't exactly. sound like a party song, like right. so. There's this weird. All of a sudden, you're set up these two opposite things going right, on. He's
3: talking about brushing your rock and roll. Oh hair, yeah, he's singing like,
2: like he's <laughs> singing like he's singing almost like stadium rock lyrics, and yeah. but he's doing it over this really sophisticated background with their okay. very sleek sound, and you know he's got to be being sarcastic because like it's. I mean
3: Oh yeah, there's a, he must have been a super sarcastic guy, but you just sort of every it, it like oozes out of him, right? And Trish Trish you know something about sarcastic men, don't you? <laughs>
5: oh shit.
4: <laughs> All my life from my the, dad yes, down.
3: from your dad oh, and then now you got Bill. Oh, so you yeah. so are you another one that married your, your dad basically? Or you, you and Bill aren't married, are you? No, you
4: would Nah. <laughs> no. So Trish kind of funny about this song uh, Good Times but, Roll that uh, did you read that like someone asked Rick if it was um, like a throwaway to write that line let them brush your rock and roll hair and he's like <laughs> not in my opinion you know <laughs> 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 like let them do whatever they want
5: yeah right right, right. right.
2: but um, there's an <laughs> undercurrent there's a weird undercurrent of this on the song of not like let the good times roll let them knock you around it's it's a weird. There's a, a. It's a. It's just bizarre. It's frankly, once you get sort of dig into it a little bit, it's it's a bizarre song.
3: But it's uh, great. It's so great, and it's so. Uh, it's just so like it, it's like rocking, but in a different way of rocking yeah. than than yeah. it was like. Uh, Would you have uh, foghead? You had Uriel <laughs> Speedwagon. You had all these other bands, but it was a totally different kind of rocking. It right? was
2: for sure. Yes, it was. <laughs>
3: Alright, and now we get to speaking So a, a, a big um, a, a big Recurring musical theme Is those clicky eighth notes At yes. the start of songs. song And then this next song uh, It starts out with those little clicky eighth notes again And uh, let's listen to My Best Friend's Girl They're always dancing down the street
5: With this way.
1: You meet
5: It doesn't know the real surprise Here she
1: comes again
2: eighth notes that you um, were talking about it that's uh buddy holly and the crickets so yes and there's also in the guitar solo on this is also that right there after the first verse is a weird little sort of buddy holly-ish um guitar solo uh and i think that that's who that's who they're um subconsciously um uh, or I consciously. So.
3: I, heard, I, I read somewhere someone uh, compared uh, Rick cases, a cross between Buddy Holly and Lou Reed, which I thought <laughs> was a really good... Uh...
2: Yeah, exactly. But
3: now, now, Trish, let me ask you, because I know you were all about Benjamin Orr. I remember at one time, I thought maybe this was Benjamin Orr singing this one. And it's yeah. obviously... Right? Yeah, but I swear, sometimes I feel like Rick is almost trying to sing a little like Benjamin or a little more singing. I feel that sometimes. You know, some parts in this song, especially, uh, it sounds, yeah, their voices can be a little interchangeable.
4: True. Yeah, sometimes I do have to check, like, to see who,
3: yeah.
2: like, right. to
4: confirm who's actually singing.
5: Yeah, right? and, and exactly. it's
2: also possible that <clears throat> Roy Thomas Baker said, You know, Ben's voice is really great. Maybe you should sing more like that.
3: You know what? It's it's totally possible. Because producers can,
2: good producers can be fairly blunt with their, you know, their subjects. They're trying to make a hit record. uh,
3: I'll tell you what. He uh, he worked with a band with probably one of the greatest rock singers ever, uh, uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, for sure. Also, uh, yeah, Queen also had the other guys in the band would sing songs too. So yeah, definitely, I'm yes.
2: sure he was very Indeed. attuned to all that. Yeah,
3: um, yeah. So, and of cu- uh, and
2: the song of course has another weird, uh, weird twist in it, which you know he starts off talking about this, you know, this woman that he admires. A lot of a lot of Rick Ocasek songs are about this woman that he admires. Oh,
3: yes. But, know, she used we, to be, but,
2: but she used, used to, to be, be mine, that's right. It's my <laughs> right. best friend's girl, so he's um, right. still enamored in almost a cre- a little bit of a creepy way, maybe a little.
3: <laughs> or I right, like the way she did. Right, but uh, I love. I like that she has nuclear boots and drip dry gloves, too. I don't know <laughs> what that I means, but I love, I love that. I love the uh, imagery of that.
2: Now, this was the hit, right, If my recollection. This was like the one off of this record. <laughs>
3: Well, no, just, just what, what it, I needed it, was a, the was the monster hit, but this was a hit too. Yeah, oh, okay, this was, okay, okay, okay. This might have been the first or second m- single. Was just this, what I needed. That, yeah. Best Friends Girl and Good Times Roll
2: the three singles. Right, and and maybe it, it was, was a big. Hit, this though. was the one. Maybe this was the one I heard first on you know W. Wdiz right. in orlando in uh
3: well it's definitely oh and elliot easton his guitar like when you watch it's great pick a live video because he'll play this lead exactly note for note and just watching yeah, him you sure
2: say, man this guy
3: is good
2: yeah and i i definitely spent a lot of time with this record in 1979 and 1980 um and probably candy too, figuring out how those riffs were played and learned uh, a lot from yeah so um
3: how about you, Trish? Were you playing, would you play air drums to this or air <laughs> guitar? What would you play? Air what? Neither this? one.
4: Neither one. No, no. no. You, you just, just pop your head. That
3: oh, time. okay, okay.
4: No, you could still,
3: of you could still play air drums. You don't need to be a, <laughs> a professional drummer for that. Um, uh, Alright, so now we get to the, uh, to the aforementioned monster song, uh, on an album of standouts. This is, uh, This is one of the, this is the one, the one for the ages. It is. Let's listen to just what I, just what I, and Benjamin's coming in too. So, yes.
2: Usual, they go through, they don't kick into the chorus until after yeah, two verses. Exactly,
3: uh, but that's also one of the magic secret sauce. Yeah, you think it feels like it's going to go into a chorus, and then it goes into this musical bridge. And he plays that the, Moog solo. Right. Oh, it's so great. One of
2: them distinctive, like, you know, you go, oh, it's like the, um remember that. What's the Speed Speedwagon song that's got the Moog solo riding oh, the storm right, out?
3: Right, right, riding the storm out. And what's right. the
2: uh, uh, the other one? There's a uh, um, Head East does um, help me out. Trish, you rock and roll. Come on, what's that song by Head East with the Moog solo? They only had one one hit. Susan, what's the Head East song? <laughs> I don't even remember Head East oh, oh, I know. I'm, oh, not wow. I'm not Head East either. If I say mean, it to I'm you guys, you're, you're going to be like, but the, that was the thing in the 70s. That, there, that was, that, that there was, thing, yeah. oh, if you could kick in with that Moog solo it's gonna all
3: right but the opening thing that opening oh yeah actually lifted that what did he lift that from did you get that
2: it's very familiar but i don't i have it's
3: yummy up the beginning of yummy 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 by the ohio express the first two things that's how it starts out yummy 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 i got
2: love on my tummy
3: Yep. uh but still and then but and that has been ripped off so many times uh Famously by the, you guys familiar with a car seat headdress? That car seat headdress guy? He, uh...
2: <laughs> we no, that's no, not a joke. No, that's a real no thing. No idea what you're talking about. Do you know but that? Uh, are, you, are
3: you familiar with that? Jewish? No,
4: uh, just uh, just by name alone.
3: He's real. They're really big. Is on M- Matador Records. Got a uh, uh-huh. very new, yeah. It's, it's new with the hipster kids like him. Car seat, but yeah, rest. he he famously sort of aped the beginning of this for a song. He said called not just what I needed, and he did the opening riff. <laughs> and it, it's actually it's a really sad story because they got Matador got the rights. You know, they found uh, who owned the um, the uh, the rights to it, and they got the rights to do it. And they, the record was all ready to go. It was to be released. It was printed. Rick Ocasek heard it. And it ended up, they didn't have the rights to sign up on it. He had final say on it. Oh, no. And Rick said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Matador had to destroy $50,000 worth of uh, product. Uh, and they had to redo uh, yeah redo the record and he had to redo the song without it and yeah
2: just because well, said, something no. tells me that our as is usual with these things uh, our friends on youtube that someone probably had a copy of that and oh has, I've, I've heard it
3: oh yeah it's on you could find it it's on there you could find him do it yeah and it is and he lifted it yeah he, i mean but it wasn't like they didn't they knew they lifted it and they got they thought permission to do it that's the, the sad well, that's part that's with the verb
2: with uh, bittersweet symphony <laughs> Same yeah, thing, exactly. you know. It was like, but
3: he wouldn't. Rick it couldn't be bought off. Rick, Rick was fine. He had enough money, so he's like, nope, I don't think so. Huh. Uh,
4: but that, you know, um, go ahead. That Fountain of Wayne song. That the Oh yeah, that. that's right.
3: Exactly. Yes.
4: Yeah, that's Stacy's mom or whatever that
3: song was. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. right. And right. I wonder if they got. I, I wonder if they song. got permission. Because I did. I hated that. I'm glad you said that, because I did, too. So because I hated every too. time it
4: came on, I thought, oh, cool, the cars are coming on. And then, no, it wasn't. Right.
3: It wasn't <laughs> your boyfriend, Benjamin, Orr, or that other guy. Yeah.
4: And even even Rick thought that they that passed away at the beginning of that.
3: You know? Right. That's right. But I guess it wasn't enough where they could do anything about it, I guess. But it was. Yeah, you're right. Whenever you hear it, you go, oh, wait, is that just what I needed? Um,
4: right. Yeah, but again, I know. So, they, they all
3: passed away. It's sad. It is. Yeah, that's right. He passed away and Rick's gone and ben, poor Benjamin Orr. We should Benjamin mention that he Orr is died very, gone. but he died young in, in his 50s. He had cancer and, uh, very sad. Um, yep. Way, way before his time. Such a yes. talent. Um, so again, this little skewed it's it's a it's it's a rock love song, but it's like I I guess you're just what I needed. I needed someone to feed. I guess you're just what I needed. I needed someone to bleed.
2: Uh, so yeah. that is not your that Mm-mm. is not your
3: grandma's, you know, rock love song. No. Uh-uh.
2: No. Things that right. you feed and things that you bleed are not you're not thinking about a healthy
3: And I'll, I'll tell you what there's something this is probably like one of the most perfectly arranged rock songs ever because you know stuff you just you gets overplayed and you're just sick of it. I literally never get sick of yeah, listening to this song. Good song.
2: <laughs> These records are very carefully crafted. And like you said about the live show, they were that's what they were about was a yeah. you know a um, they weren't a punk rock band. They weren't wild and crazy. No, and no, no. They no. were more controlled. It was more like a, you know, I, I want to use a comparison with somebody like um, Devo, where when Devo goes out, there's definitely a show. It's like, you're going to watch, yep. uh, you know, a Devo performance, and they've worked all it out beforehand. Everything's going to be, um, you know, scripted. You're, and, a fan
3: of, you're a fan of Devo, right,
4: uh, Trish? Absolutely, yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought
3: you were. How could
4: yeah, you I not to- be? One of the best concerts ever, for sure.
3: Really? Yeah, I think me and you said that. I think we were at the same one, and we said that was one of the best yeah. conferences we've ever seen in our life at, at the Musical Theater, at Sunrise Musical Theater, right?
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, it um, was. It. I t- I, yeah, I so, could attest. Um, um,
4: speaking of perfectly crafted songs, like you said, Barry, um, you think um, I noticed that the first three songs are each three minutes and 44 seconds?
2: Indeed. Uh, oh, really? They are, you know, yes. Like it's the
4: the um, formula for a perfect.
2: It- it, no. it may be it definitely <laughs>
3: right single. I think it's like three like under yeah uh, under four minutes well, yeah three minutes 49 they
2: all hover in that vicinity we've got you know I can see the times here and so it's three yeah, four, yeah. you know the first three songs are 344 or 345 then three thirty one, then three oh three. Don't you stop? Is a yeah. little more up tempo. That's the, it ends faster. that's the
3: magic of Rick because he was. I think he has said in interviews two of his favorite bands were Suicide and the uh, uh, Carpenters. So it's like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, right? So you think so he he, he well, appreciated the beauty and the songsmith of the Carpenters, I, b- I, and he
2: loved Suicide. I listened to candio this afternoon because I was curious. I was like. You know, I hadn't listened to that in a while, and I thought, oh, let me just, oh, you know. It's so good. There's a song on there where he's, they're doing suicide, where they're doing Martin Rev right. and Alan Vega, and there's no yep. ifs, ands, or buts. It's a total homage. And didn't, I know The Clash had suicide open. Didn't the cars oh, the take cars suicide did. on the road they with did. them, too? They took
3: them on the road, and people hated them. They threw things <laughs> at him, and Rick didn't give a <laughs> fuck. And suicide are so,
2: you listen to them now, and you're like, oh my God, this stuff is so good. And you wonder it's how crazy. people? I guess probably the visual element was suicide they was probably abradic- they
3: were very abrasive, I guess, especially <laughs> live. Alive, like Martin Rev wasn't the, wasn't the shrinking violet that Rick Ocasek was. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he gave as good as he got.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was punk rock. He was also um, no spring chicken. He died recently, but it was like, oh, oh, he was like ninety or something. He was,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was like, no, he died at old age. <laughs>
3: All right, so now we get another Rick. Ben only gets, as, as great a singer as he is, Ben only gets one song on the first side of the record. Yeah, but then
4: which, he gets some of the greatest songs on he the does.
3: second
2: side. He so. certainly then he does. He gets the whole
3: second side, but it kind of also tells you whose band it really is. Uh, yeah, it's Rick so, O'Connor. I mean, there's no. Another, he, was the, uh,
2: he was the Tom Schultz of Cars, The Cars. Yeah,
3: well, they're all his songs anyway. He wrote all. Uh, they're all his songs. But, Are um, you sure?
2: I think some. No, there's
3: yeah. uh, one no. that's.
4: Moving in stereo, is, uh, he wrote with Greg he, Hawk.
3: That's oh, it, but okay. like everything else okay. is all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Co-wrote, yeah. We gave Greg a co write in that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, or Greg might have come up with some riff and said, listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get a credit on this, or we don't use the riff.
3: All right. So now we have probably some of his more bizarre abstract lyrics on the record <laughs> on this next one. Uh, let's listen to I'm in touch with your world.
2: Yeah, this is a weird song. Um, (laughs) Now, what is he,
3: Trish? Trish, what is he saying? You can tuck it on the inside. You can throw it on the floor. You can (laughs) wave it on the outside like you never did before. What is he talking about, Trish?
4: I don't know. I'm thinking (laughs) maybe you can, you know, pretend that nothing's, you know wrong
2: and you know actual oh oh, okay
3: Uh, okay uh, okay. so you're taking it metaphor metaphorically okay
4: yeah i don't
2: know yeah i don't think i don't don't think yeah i don't think record classic was writing a song about waving his dick around i just so we're clear but
3: but i think it's but i (laughs) think he's in there i think he's metaphorically playing
2: with it but i (laughs) think he is actually talking about um uh uh, he's a more elevated uh interpretation right, right. of that well,
4: because the next verse doesn't make me think that you know it's
3: no no you get the what's the next are you get the diplomatic, diplomatic treatment.
4: treatment yeah you, you get you, the force fed future
2: the force fed future and then
3: what's the the next two lines are great you know the next read the next two lines
4: get the fund after death get the weisenheimer brainstorm <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Weizenheimer brainstorm. brainstorm. Yeah, How okay. many?
3: What rock albums in the seventies had the word Weisenheimer in them? Right.
2: right. Well, okay, Rob. said Weird Al wasn't around then. No. Right. <laughs> Weisenheimer, there's a That's a that's a Yiddish. Like, is there? Are there any of your people <laughs> yeah, yeah. in this band? david robinson Uh, i don't think so no it's a very goyish looking band i think i don't think there's any jews in the cars yeah maybe not maybe not
3: i don't think so but that's fine um so trish uh, oh by the way this song it also has it's very interesting musically, but it's got all those sound effects yes you guys there's a video of them playing this live in front of your standard Catatonic German audience, oh, <laughs> so it's probably music audience. You know,
2: yes. German
3: where they yes. would just sit and yeah. like Cross catatonically. Legged. Yes, and they're playing this live, and Greg Hawks is feverishly doing all of the percussive sounds, but he's actually doing them with percussion. He's not doing it on his keyboard. He's doing it with the actual things that make these noises, and he keeps switching from one to the other, and he's doing it so seriously and matter of factly, and be- making these ridiculous all these weird sounds and it is it is brilliant it is the best thing ever. And, then, and at the end so. the, audience,
2: the audience the german audience is like yeah it's, very, <laughs> yes. yeah it's very good it was very good yeah we enjoyed it very much <laughs> but you it know is. what thank god for music laden because there's stuff on there you go yeah, and you, no you, and it's, you, great. it's you, great. oh my god i had no idea oh look yeah, and the bands know.
3: always sound really good they do yeah it's they it's took time and it was production great quality. yeah exactly all right so let's should we take well, a little uh, let's take a little break and fill uh refill my uh i don't even want to tell what you what you i'm drinking, drinking trish are you second drinking night anything? Of Passover.
4: i was uh tequila
3: oh yeah
2: oh, nice look at you for
4: about 25 days straight i think i don't know <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> you're a big girl you know what you can handle that's, I'm
3: not even a drinker, but not, I, am, I, I think everyone's a drinker now. So what are you drinking? Yeah. Are you drinking the, the cocktail? There? Yeah,
2: I'm drinking the cocktail, but we don't have any seltzer. So it's just vodka. It's three quarters uh, vodka and one part orange juice. So I'm sipping it well, carefully. I'm
3: stuck, in a, I'm stuck in Tampa near the airport. So I'm sadly drinking Bud Light Limes. <laughs> so I
2: lose. Wow. But that's, <laughs> that's like the patron saint drink of Tampa. It's like uh, you're exactly in Tampa there. and you're drinking uh, Bud Light. Mind. I
3: don't I don't mind it but uh you know, it's the second night of Passover. I should be wearing I should be should be drinking some uh, matzah You, you know, should be you means, should be wearing like you should be wearing like a
2: wife beater and like um a pair of like dirty shorts and flip flops and your toenails be too long. And right, then you well enough. Part,
3: part of that is actually true, but not the, uh, the full <laughs> one. Um, all right, so let's take a little break. We'll be back with the lovely, wonderful Trish Mahoney and uh, me and Barry. We're that record We're are not, are we not a
2: lovely minute. and wonderful, but no, you, know, you get not. what you we'll get. We'll be back in a minute.
5: Where's <laughs> <laughs> well, wine, oh, wine, wine,
1: oh, wine, oh, wine, oh, wine, oh, wine. Wine, 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 oh, wine, wine, wine. We're well, down in New Orleans, Has at Bottle me." We're well, drinking that mess with delight. When they get drunk, they fight all night. Knocking down windows, down, down doors. They can have a gallon and harvest them for some more. Drinking wine for the yoda. Wine, my mom. Wine is for the yoda. Drinking wine it's crazy how's bill doing
2: he's
4: good I, I He left the room, thankfully, because you know if I would all around him i might I might like lose it or something.
2: That's okay, <laughs> It's okay to lose it. <laughs> so um, all right, so you ready to jump back okay. into the stretch? Sure. How much right, tequila you have you had?
4: I had uh I don't know like three shots today.
2: Oh, there you go today <laughs> Kind of an oier though. <laughs> Yeah, oh, wow, that's a kind of in a row. That's all right. You know, look at you. That's how many are. more of us will be alcoholics by the end of this.
3: <laughs> you know,
2: exactly. uh, it's, does it really, you know, at all this point, right. we'll sort that out are with we, it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll cross true. that bridge. <laughs> we'll get to it.
3: Are we rolling here? Fuck
2: yeah. Come on now. Of
3: course. <laughs> all right. So we are back. This is that. record got me.
2: Hi, that is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba.
3: And we are talking to the wonderful Trish Mahoney. Uh, who's talking about probably one of her favorite, I would say probably one of your favorite records by one of your favorite bands. Is that Nathan Statris? Definitely, yes. Yeah.
4: That's definitely.
5: Safe to say. All right. <laughs>
3: cars. Uh, you could do a lot worse, right? Oh my god, yeah. 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 That's usually what people say when you and Bill come into the room. Too, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, they say better. Um, all right, uh,. Uh, now we get uh, this. The last song, on the first side, we get. Bill a, Bill, fairly... Bill's a
2: popular whipping boy. He's. I uh, don't uh, know it. my
3: ex-boyfriends
4: uh, very well. Ooh. I guess.
2: <laughs> okie dokey.
3: Uh, uh, yeah, we shouldn't even go there. Uh, <laughs> so this is a fairly, for them, a fairly traditional, like, new relationship song, I guess. But uh, let's listen to the very, the very up and super catchy. Don't you stop. <laughs>
2: Don't you stop doing what?
3: <laughs> I, know, I know, That's what I thought. But if you read the rest of the words, it doesn't. It doesn't read that way for most of the words. But it could your be. That's, is, that's the it, first is thing Your, I think your
2: mouth of. is wet and teeny. Is that? Did I get that right? Like as dreamy. in no,
3: dreamy, dreamy, dreamy. Yeah. Okay. But your hands are. But your hands are soft and creamy. So that's the yeah, line before. Okay. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that could be there. Um, I'll tell you what, that one part where it kicks in and then you hear, uh, you hear him go, "Ooh!" before it comes in, that's the <laughs> most rock and roll thing on the whole record. Like as far as like a, a rock and roll trope type thing. That's the only little thing they yeah. throw in there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you think, yeah, are, all these, are all these songs about uh, Paulina? Isn't that? No. That, this no. is way before Paulina. This when was, was Paulina? This. I thought that Paulina was fairly soon once they got started. Oh, I
4: thought that no. was from Drive or something. Oh,
2: yeah, was that it? Was oh, from, he didn't oh, wow. even meet her like until the song, yeah, Drive.
4: <laughs>
3: Uh, let me okay. tell you a little something about your man, uh, Rick Ocasek. Like that might explain the common theme that goes uh, through a lot of these uh, songs. Uh, he was married three times. And oh, yeah. Before, and mm. by the time of his death, he was already separated from his Correct. Life, But they so. were together
2: a long – I mean, They their, were. Yeah, to their they credit, had two sons. Yeah, yeah they, they were together for a really long – for a rock and roll couple. They lasted a yeah, long, no, but long he had time. Gotten,
3: yeah, he got married really young, and then that didn't work out. And then he was married again for a while and had kids. He had kids with all his marriages.
2: But um, you know,
3: yeah. he he was better at, at producing and being in a band than he was being. A yeah, husband, I, I you know, imagine. I
2: think that he was probably. I think even you know that came out sort of after he had passed away that you know he could be a you know he was a difficult character. Um, he was dedicated to like kind of like you know Frank Zappa where he was just a guy, he was just driven. He was going to be you know doing those things that he's going to do and your existence and was just always going to be sort of tangential to that. I think right. he was, a, you Trish, know,
3: did, did you ever listen to the new car when, uh, when um, they had the new cars for a while with, um, uh, Oh, what's his name he was singing with them for a while. Uh, Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren. Did you No, I, never, really? I
4: didn't listen to that? I all. didn't
3: either. No. Yeah. I don't think Rick, I don't think Rick did either. No, no. That just doesn't
4: seem right. I mean, two it, mean people gone. No, thanks.
3: Yeah, I know. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's flip, uh, the record over now. And now we got, uh, we got, oh, Rick, uh, singing the first song here. And this is another, another icy cold, uh, I, I love you, but maybe not really song, right?
2: Right. Let's listen to You're All I've Got Tonight. Backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Come on now. See, I told you. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, some of it's my own malfeasance here, but here yeah, we go. I
3: refuse to believe that.
2: A lot of things mixed up there, where you've got that uh, that the synth. There's a, that synth hook in there, which is making everything sort of sweet and beautiful, and you go memorable. It's again, I it got that. It's got that little moog thing going on back there, and then of course the layers of background vocals which come in, and um, you know are just yeah, like, the Roy the Roy Thomas, Roy Thomas Baker vocal vocal vocals, wo- wall of vocals yeah. Yeah. And then the sort of and the mixed message where, you know,
3: <laughs> do you think yeah, Trish, let's get a girl, let's get a female's perspective. That saying you're all I've got tonight is not really a compliment, right? That's not good, right?
4: Not really. Especially the pause between I need you tonight.
3: You
2: know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. sort of um, that's hammers big- it all home, right? <laughs> like you wanna believe that he's he's saying it in a way that's you know, you're all I've got tonight. Like I'm, I, my, you're, you're, you're everything that's in my heart. But it doesn't come across that way. It comes across no, as, right? This is the best I could do.
3: <laughs> yeah, for now. Yeah, you're okay for now. That's right. basically until it, yeah. something else comes along.
2: I'm gonna say really so- nice things about you.
3: So, Ben, what do they use on a lot of the guitars? here? Is that flanger. They're using a, a lot of flangers or a plan- on Chorus, right? Chor- you know, it was that oh, a phaser. Era. Didn't they have like a phaser too? Yeah, I mean, the there XR was phase.
2: Yeah, the, there's a, um, um, the era. David was Robinson.
3: Yeah, David Robinson said they were like they love any new thing that would come out, they wanted to use. Toy. Right? Yes. He said even sometimes they'd only use it for a little while. One thing. He said, right? Yeah, they 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 loved the new. Yeah, you know, musical toys. They came out. Yeah, yeah, they were into that. Which you know, you could they're see kind that, of that vibe.
2: I mean, Rick Casick, he's he comes across as. I mean, all of them. There's a, they are a fairly um, heady, intellectual bunch. Cerebral, yeah. Cerebral, that's exactly how they come across. Yeah.
3: Now, now, Trish, let me ask you: Were you you? So you were a fan from the cars. Once you got this, you were a cars fan. Were you? Were a lot of your friends cars fans?
4: Yeah, not as much as me. Not as much, right? Nothing though, though. But um, I I probably was, you know, more so.
3: I don't think, because they weren't the kind of band that would get, like, rabbit-type fans, or at least I don't remember that, people. You know, like other bands like Led Zeppelin, people would run around with Led Zeppelin shirts and stuff. But I don't remember seeing a lot of car shirts, you know, even though they were really popular.
4: And um, when I first listened to this record when I was, you know, younger – like, the first side of the album was what drew me in. But then as I got older or listened to it more, the second side, like, yeah. I feel like the second side's far superior.
3: Well, you know? I, I wonder, wonder why no, you feel like not, that.
4: I not either. It's just they're, they're, like, a little darker, I guess. They are, like yes. The songs and, yeah. you
3: know. All right, I'm going to take a guess here that this next song, uh, because, I don't know, I'm just taking a stab in the dark. This next song is one of my favorite car songs ever, and I'm going to guess it maybe is one of yours, too. Uh, this it's a next good song, one. It's oh, a good, it's one. A good but one. On this
4: record, I I think all mixed up is, yeah. Is- I'm with Trish.
3: Really? Yeah. yeah. no, I'm uh, with Trish. Well, we're gonna have all right. We're gonna have a conversation about that. But let's right now. Let's listen to my favorite song. Uh, let's listen to uh, the wonderful Benjamin Orr singing "Bye Bye Love."
2: A great pop just, song.
3: Yeah, it is. It so is. Great. <laughs> it's so great. And uh, I love just the way that – I love the fact that it's called Bye Bye Love. And the uh, Everly Brothers obviously have a song called Bye Bye Love. <laughs> but it's like it, – it's it's the commas in a different place because there's this bye bye comma love, and this is bye comma bye love. You know, just it, – it's implied, yeah. the comma. And so it's different. <laughs> I love bye. that.
2: Bye love. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it starts off with also, a bang. It's like it's got that incredible uh, intro. Um, that
3: intro and 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 also what I love about this is in the middle, just when you think it, 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 you could fit in a killer Led Zeppelin lead, you get a Greg Hawk synth lead in yes. there, a keyboard yeah, lead, yeah, and yeah. this is one of my favorite. I have some favorite keyboard leads in songs. There's uh, a Deep Purple Highway Star that oh, keyboard yeah. lead. Oh back. yeah! Oh my god! And John the, Lord. Yeah. Uh, the uh, damned, I just can't be happy today. Oh yeah, a really yep. great yep. keyboard lead in it, yep. and then this song. Those are my three top uh, yep. <laughs> keyboard leads. In there songs, you go, and I love it.
4: Well, on a lighter note, I read that someone thought, always thought it said it's a corn corny sky. It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's an orangey sky.
3: Well, so I, I
4: hear
5: that. I always room. thought
3: it was orange in the sky. I didn't know it was orangey sky till I just did this now. There's really- and
2: he's actually lifting that little section from a song by the band love arthur lee and love you know there's a song called there's a song called called orange skies and if you listen to orange skies by love you'd be like oh he snagged that for this just a little just a little snippet and orangey sky and um the way that everything is phrased in there is very similar to the way you know love did this song orange guys oh, lover from,
3: lover great band man. yeah Someone from great 68
2: song. or 67 so you know
3: but he's got that other guy thing again always it's some other guy it's just a broken lullaby yeah uh, mm-hmm. um yeah so rick i mean obviously rick's not the most attractive as attractive as benjamin Orr was rick yeah. was like
2: the- <laughs> i always think of rick okasic as sort of like a praying mantis like a looking. praying mantis yeah <laughs> how did you feel about him trish
3: I don't know.
4: I kind of like the odd-looking, you know. That well, clearly, yeah. Clearly,
3: you have a type, but <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> I shouldn't have walked into that one. That's yeah,
3: uh, you yeah. did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: All right. Um, you you lob it I, in.
3: I'm gonna hit it. Through.
4: Yeah, I don't.
3: I don't think he was as bad as other people think he is. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> but not. Nah, but if given the tr- if Benjamin or uh, Rick both ask you to prom, I think we know you're going to yeah. prom. With yeah. 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 Bill Howard. <laughs> 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 All right. Now we get to uh, what I consider this is the ultimate headphone song. Did, did you listen to this like when you were younger? Would you listen to stuff in headphones, Tristan? Yes. Right. Of yeah. Okay, so this song is like you get the trip, the headphone trip, right? Yeah, it's a good uh, one. Let's and for a lot of people, they they're forever tied to Phoebe Cates also for this song for the sure. uh, "Best Times at Richmond High." But let's listen to "Moving in Stereo." <laughs>
2: A weird, okay. This is a weird song.
3: It is. It really yes. is and
2: it sort of um, harkens towards the third album. Um,
3: oh yeah, pa- Panorama, mm-hmm. which I love. Panorama. A lot of people. Uh, did you like that record, uh, Trish? Because I really like that record. I know a lot of people didn't, but I think people came around to it. But I really like Panorama.
4: I liked it. I, it definitely the first two albums are my favorite. They're yeah, your favorites, yeah. And then you know, as, there's some good songs on that Panorama though. But yeah. I, I didn't give it a fair, as much of a, you
3: know. Listen. Probably not, because you were moving, you were listening to your weirdo punk bands by then.
4: Yeah.
3: Sort of, yeah. yeah. I know. All right, <laughs> uh, Barry, one thing I noticed in this, uh, just recently listening to it, the, the keyboards and everything, if you remove the guitars and or luscious
2: vocals, yes.
3: it's like a craft, it sounds like craft work.
2: It does. Yeah, it's, it's, very <laughs> right? much, it's very much in that vein. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely aware of... These guys were... Remember when I talked about the Leon Russell record where I said there was always the older guys that were sort of in the know and it would be a record that um, they right. would have in their pocket that they would have heard. Right. And, and Rick
3: was the older guy.
2: And Rick is... <laughs> the, these are the older guys and they were listening to Kraftwerk and they would have heard... You yes, know, lots exactly. of cool stuff, and have be, and of course David Robinson was in the Modern Lovers, so yeah, they they right, exactly. they've got this pool of influences that you weren't privy to, and so you're right. hearing it, and you're like, oh my god, this is, but right. then you hear.
3: And- Right, and then there are also great musicians. Like, just listening to it, I'm realizing Ben was a um, great, great bass, bass player, player too. Yeah, yeah. Great bass player, yeah, yeah, Great bass player, and also, he was one of the few at the time, like, he was more like, like, a lot of the new wave, the punk guys would play with picks, but he played with a pick, too. And that was sort of a break, because all the older rock guys always play with, with, with their fingers. Oh, yeah, but right. But he played with a pick, but yeah, definitely a attack, a different kind of attack, but yeah, yeah, a great bass player.
2: Yep.
4: Yeah, that's uh, cool. I love the lyrics. I love, you know, I just love everything about it and the whole mood of it. It's kind of like the candy of the album, I think. Yes,
2: for me. it like is. The, it the is
4: mood, the tone of it.
2: It is. Yes. But next we have my, my favorite <laughs> on this album, and I guess <laughs> is Trish's it your too.
3: Favorite? Is it? That's so funny because it's I, one I'll of tell them. you, it's my least favorite. Not that really? it's a good. Well, it's a good song and it's a pretty song. And he sings it pretty but I'll tell you but let's let's just do it. He sings it song, he sings the it region. real
2: he sings it real pretty, Rob. Wait, He's with a, that pretty mouth, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <sighs> I d I don't know, I'm telling you, I have a full on man crush with Benjamin Orr. Which <laughs> I, I, I can, how could you not? Right. right, Trish, come on, it, how would you it, not?
4: It's definitely true. Yeah.
2: It's so go true. Ahead. I mean even you know. though it's not your favorite song, Rob, go ahead and give us the No no well, let's listen to, let's, let's do it first.
3: Let's, let's do it all next time.
2: The one thing I like so much about All Mixed Up is that right there and um is the Yardbirds' um, Heart Full of Soul. That's why at the end of last week's episode, I was playing um, Heart Full of Soul because that 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 riff is basically just lifted right out of that wow, Yardbird song. Why. I was wondering why you played that. I was going to ask you, and I said, it's, "No, it's it's <laughs> um." That's where they picked that up. So these guys, are, of course, are listening to 60s stuff too, because they're, you know, they were there. And, um right. Like Love and Yardbirds. But as a teenager, you have, you know, I'm not, you, I, nobody's teenager is that cool in 1978 to, to realize where these guys are, what, you know, what they're assimilating to make this record. But no, I love no. this song. I really just dig it. It's got a lot of really cool parts in it.
4: I didn't really. This one took me a while to come around to. I used to maybe skip it or just like take it off after, you know, like moving in stereo. Yeah, Cause yeah I was me like, too. Eh, whatever. And then I don't know. One day I was like doing something, getting ready or whatever, and it came on, and I was like, "This song is amazing!" Like, yeah. how did I not realize how yeah. amazing it was? Yeah. At the time, it's got just like, especially when it like kicks into the like. Yeah. You know little harder part yes and it's like i don't know it's like kind of like a sweet song and then but it's again it's dark and i like dark stuff like yeah. I, don't, I don't you know i don't yeah. like anything too you know i gotcha and,
3: so. <laughs> well yeah. but see, that's i'll tell you all right here's my thing with this song it's a perfectly sung like sort of more like a like a pop rock song. You could definitely hear this on the radio even though it wasn't the single or anything, but if just think if the whole record was like this it would be. They would just be like a, a pleasant middle of the road rock record, but it wouldn't be the cars.
2: Yeah, right? I don't. I don't. I don't. See, this song doesn't strike uh, me that way, though. It doesn't. Oh, but when he, I'll tell you the part that gets me in the bridge part,
3: where he sings when he goes into falsetto when he says everything's gonna be alright. That is the most <laughs> uncarred thing on the whole record, and that. Well, um, maybe that's. I just I mean, don't buy that. Know. I think that's why it's the last song on the record. Yeah, honestly, I, I really do. I sure. think. I think Rick threw. Benjamin a, a bone. You know, Rick wrote the song, but it's like, eh, throw him a bone, we'll put it on the end of the record. I don't think they played the song live a lot.
2: Oh, really? I'll have to check and see. I haven't looked.
4: And then, yeah. um, you know, Greg Hawks
2: plays sax on this one, too, it said. Ah. Oh,
3: I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Just a picture of little, little Greg Hawks playing saxophone. <laughs> on That's it. <laughs> an amusing little visual. Yeah.
4: You know, as much as I love Benjamin Orr, um, like, his solo stuff, you know, I didn't really...
5: That's what I was going to say
3: because – well, because he just – he has a great voice and everything, but it was Rick's – he needs to sing Rick's songs because he just – yeah, his stuff was too – see, it reminded me more of like this and a little sentimental and pretty, but it didn't have any of that – Detached edge to it, which is what you love about the yeah, cars. Right.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't think I ever owned any of Benjamin Orr's. Oh, um, it's not good. It uh,
3: yeah. He had one called The uh, Lace. I think his first one was called The uh, the Lace, and it's not good. Yeah. Uh, it's just but very. With his
4: stuff. A uh, classic, however you say it, his stuff was, is, um, you know,
2: he had some solo hits, more like the Cars. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. is more like the Cars, and some. Yeah, it's good because
3: basically, yeah, yeah. But he'd use like triggered. I don't know. He would use like electronic drums, right. triggered drums, yeah. and I always really liked the no. uh, David Robinson was big, uh, big driving part of
2: uh, Cars. Of broke the cars, up in '89, right? I think they lasted through a few minutes to '89, and yeah, then they that...
3: broke up. They're one of the few bands that broke up kind of at their peak too. They put out heart- that record, "Heartbeat City," was oh, huge right. as their yep. biggest record. Uh, and then and I think they did maybe one record after that, but yeah, they pretty much broke up. And then they did that thing with Todd Rundgren. The <laughs> yeah, just don't even. Yeah, that's. Okay. And
2: then they got to Rick. They
3: did get together a little bit. They did. It was nice. They got together and played at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that right. was nice. And because that find was that. shortly
2: before Ben Orr. Past. no like, no but
3: ben, no benjamin ben or was way gone by then they oh, had us um, oh okay the, oh yeah they had the guy from uh weezer played bass with them
2: on that oh interesting i was Weezer. Yeah, I, you know weezer almost came up because we talked about the trish was talking about the song lengths and how the guy what's his name from weezer the main guy
3: rivers yeah rivers
2: cuomo rivers cuomo has the he has studied pop music formulas and he knows Wait, exactly well, how they you know Well
3: it, it's no it's no uh, it's no secret why Rico Kasich produced three Weezer records. I mean, including their amazing first record. That's Rico Oh is it? oh so, I'd uh, forgotten that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well there you go. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> wow. That's a oh, yeah, mind blow- that's blown my mind right now. So uh, cool. Yep.
3: <laughs> Who else he produced Trish produced Badlands. Bad, Bad, Bans. Bad Bans, not yep. a and suicide, he did stuff with suicide. Oh, that's so right, definitely. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I think
2: a Martin, one of the Martin Rev had a solo record that he produced as well. I believe that was, um, had some really cool stuff on it.
3: Yeah, so he ended up he he sort of broke up the band when he was on top, he didn't really want to tour anymore. And he did what he what he loved, he built like he had his own studio in New York, and uh, you know, he produced and recorded bands he liked, and he did what he wanted to do. Yep, married married to a supermodel, so come that's on. that's right,
2: yeah. <laughs> And stayed married to a supermodel for sort of an amazingly long period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: They were they were a cute couple. Yeah, and that is almost as cute as uh, Trish and,
2: uh, and Trish Bill. and Bill <laughs> when Trish and Bill <laughs> show up. It's like
4: are
2: yeah. like how so. How long have you?
3: How long have you and Bill been together now, Trish? Not not to uh, bring this up. Uh, a
4: little over eight years.
3: That's a long. That time. That long, huh? Wow. <laughs> uh, you're a saint. I don't know how you do it. I'll just. That's all I'm going to say. Well. Uh, Trish, thank you so much for coming Rob, on the show. So
2: Rob almost never says anything good about Bill Howard, and I don't know. I think.
3: Do you think Bill's running around saying good stuff about I, me? I think, that,
2: I think Bill must have taken Rob's ID sometime or something. Wasn't that he the doorman? Oh, no, at the that club? was someone else.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
3: No, I love Bill. I love Bill. We have This is a relationship we have, right? Trish understands. Yes. I think Trish kind of doesn't understand, but you understand a little, right? Trish, even you get confused. Like, wait, do you guys do you hate each other huh?
4: <laughs> like, no, I, it's kind of the same like our relationship. So me, me, Bill, and I. So that's oh, true. right, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, but thank you so much for coming on the show and bringing this great record. And yes, thank uh, you. Guys. Thank hopefully, you, Trish. we will get to see you again in person one of these Eventually. days, closer than yeah. six feet. Uh, yeah. But you never know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but thank you all uh, for listening and for sharing us. And uh, if you want to become a patron of the show, you could certainly go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and become a patron of the show we would love that
2: and i should mention uh, that um because of uh a, a the whims of soundcloud that if you do go to soundcloud and listen to our shows there that um there the links may have changed to some of our older episodes and you um they'll still link to them on soundcloud but if you try and go to them from other places they like you know, facebook and it, 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 they may not they may not yeah. link up but the stuff on itunes and spotify and stitcher and wherever else that's, that's still gonna work fine. you'll find us yeah, yeah you'll, you'll find us we're not high. hard. You'll, you'll there's Google only us. one we'll that find. record got me high
3: <laughs> that's it all right so once again that is record got me high that is very stock
2: that is rob elba
3: and we will see you all next week thanks again trish you're out
2: thank you yeah thanks trish